0: hello everybody and welcome to this first episode of this podcast type video cast type i don't even know what it is i really really don't um i've kind of got a little bit of an idea as to what to call it um but i'm open to suggestions i kind of have the idea of like creativity in progress um creatives in progress i want something that is going to be like kind of like work in progress but with a creative element to it, because obviously the phrase work in progress is something that a lot of us creatives can relate to, and we often use it on our social media for when we're showing pieces of the work we're working on. But, and at the same time, it obviously is very apt for the podcast here. Um, or the video cast or whatever this is, because again, we are all works in progress. Um, And one of my lovely followers actually suggested that name to me and I absolutely love it. I just wonder whether we can kind of create a, or put a creative spin on it. Anyway, so let me know what you guys think. Um, So I just want to start off by saying thank you so, so much to everyone who has given this new venture they're just the most overwhelming amount of support. I was so nervous and I still am incredibly nervous and it's probably gonna take me a little bit of time to kind of get used to this whole setup and actually what we're doing here and get used to who my audience is and speaking to you guys. Um, And yeah, so just bear with me because I am incredibly nervous still. Um, But obviously the more I do this, the easier it will get. But yeah, so I just wanted to say thank you so much for everyone's just incredible support. I've honestly been so blown away and I'm just very, very grateful that you're here and you're listening and you're trusting me to kind of help you with your own creative journeys. And in turn, I think this is going to be a very healing thing for me to do as well. So with that being said, I've been feeling kind of a little bit overwhelmed as to where to start because there are so many topics and so many ideas that I want to talk about and so many things I want to kind of discuss and it's scary. It really, really is scary kind of knowing where to begin with something like this. There's so many things that have happened over my artistic journey and also um, growing up that have kind of crafted me into the person I am today and there are lots of lessons and, and bits of advice and things like that that I want to give you, um, but actually condensing it into uh, like content is really quite overwhelming and quite difficult, which is why I was really, really interested in doing this longer form content um, and kind of sharing more of my story and things that I've learned. In, and I guess the, the premise behind this is, if by sharing my story, I'm kind of hoping that someone else will see themselves through my journey or in me maybe a little bit um, and it will kind of give them a bit of encouragement and some help as to pursue their creative dreams. Um, so yeah in time obviously I will get more comfortable with this whole setup but right now I feel very very uncomfortable but um, I'm gonna start I think by just something that I get asked a lot. Um, which is kind of what led me to this career or how to become a full-time artist which is something I get asked a lot Um, and kind of what this journey and this artistic creative journey means to me Um, and that is a very very broad subject and very broad topic and something that I am I don't really know where to begin and obviously you've got to bear in mind that everyone's journey and everyone's lives are very, very different. So if I just share my story, maybe you can take something or a little tidbit or maybe a bit of advice or a bit of encouragement from this. So if you know anything about me, you might know that I am a coloured pencil artist who has been doing this now full time for about, I would say about seven years. Um, but growing up, I definitely didn't even think this was a career path it wasn't really something that was ever on my radar being completely honest. Um, I was always incredibly creative and I always loved doing creative things but doing something like this definitely wasn't something that I ever considered Um, and I kind of fell into this job which I say, and I know a lot of people might look at my work and say, but you're naturally talented or you're so gifted. And again, that's a topic I kind of want to discuss in a different episode because I I truly don't think that you have to be naturally talented to become an artist. Um, And I don't believe that I have natural talent. I think my my job, my skill set has been crafted over many years of mental health and anxiety and being afraid to put myself in different situations um and it's kind of led me it's forced me down a route of calmness which is obviously what art gives me um but as I said that's definitely going to be a subject for a different episode because that's a lot that's that's a very very broad big subject um so I come from a very corporate background my parents um, uh, very very corporate people my mum works for a firm of account well she used to they're both now retired but she used to work for a firm of accountants doing marketing and she um, was yeah head of their or well, management of their marketing um, and my dad was a naval officer for most of his career and then again went into the kind of civilian side of the job that he was doing for the navy so very, very regimented, very structured, um, very risk-averse, and I think the idea to them of having a daughter who was somewhat creative growing up, um, it wasn't really encouraged, um, not career-wise anyway. Um, and I really, really struggled academically. I was fine at school, um, when I was actually at school I was fine. Um, I was in and out of secondary school a lot because I was in hospital um, struggling and suffering from epilepsy um, and that's again, I'm not really going to go into that at the moment because again very very uncomfortable raw subject of bullying and Um, school life Um, I don't tend to dwell too much on that time of my life because it is very very uncomfortable but I I think at some point it will be important for us to kind of discuss Um, but I yeah so I I wasn't massively academic and um, I went to college because that's what everyone else was doing and I actually landed myself a job when I was at college um, well a couple of jobs and I started working for um a car garage or a car dealership. I was uh, sort of doing after sales and some marketing for them. Um that kind of ignited my passion for work and, and um when I I had I had I had a couple of bad experiences when I was at work working in different for different dealerships and different garages. Um and I felt like I had kind of hit a bit of a a brick wall with not wanting to go to to college because um obviously I was earning money at the time and that as a 17 year old was very very appealing because I wanted to buy a car and do everything like that um so I decided that college wasn't for me so and I I'm the sort of person that I either give something 100% or I, I don't at all um and my head's either in it or it's not so for me when I was working at in the motor trade um and I wasn't really attending college obviously therefore I didn't get any A levels um and my parents were quite I wouldn't say they were disappointed but they were a bit surprised and a bit like well what's she going to do with her life and so I went off to night school to study marketing when I was still working in the motor trade um and then I felt because I hadn't got any qualifications. Um, A lot of my friends were going off to university. I felt like I was missing out massively. So I applied last minute to go to uni Um, and they took me on on my work experience because as I said, I had absolutely zero qualifications at this point, um, apart from a sort of night school marketing certificate. Um, And I went to a local uni to study, again, marketing because it's something that made sense to me creativity and applying it to business again I didn't think art was was a career path I had dabbled in a bit of commission work when I was about 16 17 for friends and family but again it wasn't really something that was massively encouraged from my parents Um, so I lasted a year and a half studying marketing at uni before I realized that I was failing And I was getting myself in a huge amount of debt and I didn't want to kind of pursue something that wasn't going to land me a job at the end because I was in my mind, I was going to leave uni and just have a crippling amount of debt, not have the academic qualification to get a good job. And I was really, really despondent. Um, I remember sitting down with my parents and sort of saying to them, I don't want to go back to uni, I want to drop out, um, and again, I was 20, I think at this point, I'm feeling incredibly lost, I had absolutely zero qualifications, I was a uni dropout, I was in £20,000 worth of debt, um, and, well, from, from uni, and I... It was it was a it was quite a difficult time because I felt like I was getting left behind. A lot of my friends and and people around me were really academic and were really kind of flying with through their degrees and becoming doctors or um, you know going down different paths. And I was very just felt completely completely left behind. And growing up, I'd always felt incredibly average. Um, whether that was you know academically I was not a bad student but I wasn't remarkably clever Um, and again that really really showed when I was at uni and at college Um, I felt very average socially I felt it found it quite difficult to maintain friends I wasn't popular at school I was very um, understated and I think that again left me feeling like I didn't really have that much of a voice. Um, I remember picking subjects at school that I thought would make me look cool such as PE even though that wasn't a thing that I really wanted to do and I I really did want to study art but again I got to college and I did study art but because I wasn't doing the sort of work that they wanted me to do i.e. abstract and all I wanted to do was draw they failed me so again super super despondent and towards sort of being creative and adding to that I was incredibly bullied at school which again as I said due to the epilepsy and various other things and it's sad when I think back at that to that point of my life because yeah it was it was really really it was a tough time anyway drawing was something that I'd love to do and as a girl Um, Was always something I'd gone back to as a child. I remember being on holiday and my parents would give us, me and my brother, journals and we'd have to sort of write about what we'd been up to that day and then I'd always draw pictures at the end of mine and I was always super creative but um, I had, yeah, I I guess I'd always, I had always drawn but again it wasn't something that was ever on my career radar. Um, But when I dropped out of uni I kind of had a huge amount of anxiety around failing and I was then 20, 21 with a huge amount of pressure because as I said all my friends were getting proper jobs and um, I was a uni student um, dropout with no qualifications, a huge amount of debt and really just not having a clue what to do and where to turn. Um, And I guess my mum would always say to me you're so employable you know you've you have got a few qualifications. You went to night school and you've got loads of work experience and you always get another job based on your work experience. So it's not always about academic, like academia. But I... had a huge amount of anxiety about going into the workplace and being surrounded by people because I felt like I'd never fit into anything before. And I didn't know that that was, I I definitely didn't want to go back to work, I knew that, um, not to work for anyone else. And um, it just crippled me with anxiety, the idea of that. Um, And the workplace was just so, so daunting. And I was scared of feeling like I failed. And I failed myself, I failed my family, I failed my parents. Um, I just had crippling anxiety about 2021 20, to the point where a lot of the time I just couldn't I, I couldn't leave the house. Um, and I, as, as I sort of have touched on, growing up, my parents were supportive, but they weren't big with praise, or uh, and they still aren't now. Um, they they are very very supportive of what I do, but they're not the they they will find not fault, but they will be, they'll massively risk averse. So I can go to them with a new idea and they won't ever say, oh, that's great. Or it's very, very rare that they say, oh, that's great. They'll always come up with a, yeah, but have you considered this or what if this happens um and again that makes it a little bit difficult and but to be honest I'm the sort of person that now thrives when people tell me I can't do something or I want won't do something because that is it gives me a bit of a kick and it gives me a bit of encouragement to go out and sort of pursue things a little bit further um so because of the way that my parents have and the way that I'd sort of been treated at school and the way that I'd treated myself, I had very little self-esteem and self-worth and I definitely didn't feel like I was good enough. I felt like I was failing and I didn't know what on earth I was gonna do. Um, And these feelings and anxieties led me down various different paths and some of which weren't, aren't subjects and things that I'm gonna talk about on, on this because yeah, I'm gonna keep some of it sort of private and personal um, but ultimately the only thing that ever made me think I feel really settled um, was drawing and being creative but at the time I didn't even think it was possible to become a full-time artist I then started doing some commission work for friends and family drawing people's horses from I I grew up riding a lot of a lot and riding other people's horses and had horses on loan and I started drawing and doing that kind of thing for them Um, but I was charging very very little and uh, I was charging about 30 40 pound at the time and I kind of gave myself a year when I dropped out of university to try and make it work I deferred my place so I still had a place at uni but I'd kind of asked for a gap year so to speak so I could kind of try and, and create something from my artistic work um I wouldn't say I was very good at it back then. I definitely forced myself to sit and draw a lot of the time, just because I didn't. Well, I didn't force myself to sit and draw. It was something that really did calm me down. But I forced myself to kind of become habit. It became a habit. Is it a habit? I don't even know whether it's habitual at that point. Whether that's the right phrase for it. Um, but yeah so I started doing commission work um but at the same time I was working part-time in a pub which was a job that I'd had when I had been at uni as well just a supplement obviously bills and I was obviously fortunate that I was still living with my parents at the time but um I kind of just had an idea that I I knew that drawing settled me and if I could make it work as a career then that would be great but I didn't have a clue how that was going to look for me at the time um so from there, my dad. After doing it for a, a couple of months, my dad sat me down and had a conversation about money and whether, had I sort of explored other options with my creative path, and whether I could offer prints or, or something like that and to, as, a, as a way to earn a little bit more cash and a little bit more money from the work that I was putting out there. Um, and to cut a very long story short, I found a local company who weren't exactly honest or loyal um well not loyal it's the wrong word but they weren't exactly the best people for me to work with um and I was incredibly naive and I I was fortunate enough to have some inheritance from my granddad passed away and that was always in a bank account ready for either my first house purchase or something you know something that I wanted to do business-wise maybe um but it wasn't to be squandered it it wasn't to be sort of thrown away it was it was left to his four grandchildren as a um as something for them to do to sort of elevate their future or push them further forward um but so I had a little bit of money and this company as I said I'm not going to go too much into it on today's episode but um they lied to me um about the pricing i they were lying is probably quite a strong word to use they weren't exactly honest about their pricing um they knew that how old I was and I, I as I said I I didn't have any business acumen I didn't know about VAT or tax or anything like that so they were missing out um prices they weren't they didn't give me clear uh, costing they added a VAT to things that I didn't even know that they were a VAT or VAT limited company. Um, The invoices started coming through and they were thousands of pounds. So basically what had happened was I'd gone to them saying, I really wanted to be an equestrian artist and this was some of my work and they were very, very encouraging. And they had told me that um, they had a platform that they used. They had a lot of big artists. They could be very, very, they were very good at their marketing they had a team they had this they had that they had a, a website for artists they they were they sold me the dream um he told me that I needed to create a big portfolio of work and that about 18 pieces would work and we could do all these prints and um I shouldn't do a soft launch I should you know really keep it under wraps and give people little teasers and then onto across social media build a website all the rest of it and then do a hard launch and surprise everyone and again I look back at that now knowing what I know and I'm just like how could I have been so stupid but um I was and I so so cutting a very long story short the invoices started coming through when I when this guy was printing all these prints and he'd added various different costs that he hadn't told me about to begin with and obviously at this point I had the prints in hand and I was just receiving invoices for thousands of pounds worth of prints and it was all of my granddad's inheritance money that went on those prints and I, it was over £10,000 worth and I did the hard launch that the the guy had suggested, I did it on social media, I did it on Facebook because Instagram back then wasn't really a thing and I sold nothing absolutely nothing and it was the hardest part of my life because I was a uni dropout I had no qualifications I was in so much debt to the uni I had squandered and failed I felt like I failed I just felt like it was such a hard horrible time to spend I'd wasted I'd wasted my granddad's hard-earned money and that was a really really difficult like a thing for me to kind of have in the back of my head I felt like I'd failed my parents I felt like I'd failed myself I was so naive I had this like inner bully that was like tormenting me all all the time it's a really really dark time and I don't know I think back to that time and it was I couldn't work and I, I was still obviously working at the pub but I had I was in a minimum wage and I was now 22 23 and again feeling like I'd failed massively um, I didn't want to go back to uni and potentially fail there and be in even more debt. Um, I had thousands of pounds worth of stock that I didn't um, have a clue how I was going to shift. I couldn't afford to go to any shows. I had absolutely no income, really apart from the pub. I was in a bit of commission work. I was charging about £100 for a commission. Um, again, not enough to make it it work for, like full time. Um, I had no money to shift any other stock to do any marketing i had all my friends were beginning to graduate and go and get proper good jobs um and even at that point my parents had just suggested to go and get a i use this quote but proper job um and i i was just completely despondent you know to the point where i wasn't leaving the house i was it was an incredibly dark time and. Yeah, I just I think at that age you have so many so much pressure on you and you you don't know what you're going to do with your life and it was a really really difficult time. Um, and I I was lucky enough to start working full time at the pub and I yeah I think at that point I didn't pick up a pencil for about four months um, and my mum actually. I think she booked me an appointment at the doctor's and the doctor put me on antidepressants just so I could begin to function a little bit more normally um again that's another subject for another day but um I was on them for about two years and they did numb me enough to start to draw again a few months later um I don't I don't sort of agree with what happened at that point in my life but I did manage to pick up a pencil a few months later and I started to research other artists because again it was at a time when there wasn't really that much on social media and there wasn't that many pencil artists out there that I was sort of I could admire or I could like learn how their skills or so it was all very very trial and error um, but I started to research different materials and different pencils and I used the money that was only from the pub to invest and get the at the time Fabriano artistico go hot press watercolor paper and some polychromos pencils and some luminance pencils and just invested in a little bit of, of art materials um, and I just started to draw with absolutely no pressure because the thing that calmed me down was drawing and as soon as I felt well enough through the antidepressants to start drawing again, then that's what I did. And at the time, it was just, we just had, I think it was the Rio 2016 Olympics and obviously Charlotte Dujardin and Vallegro had just got gold in the dressage and broken every world record. And I started drawing Vallegro off um, the back of that. I found a, a photographer that would let me use his work and I started drawing and I at the time was posting very sporadically on Facebook and like, it was, I, I was drawing it just for myself, just because I wanted to push myself and just see with no pressure what I could create. And I put half of the drawing online and Charlotte saw it and she sent me a message. And I remember sitting there in my bedroom on my bed on a Sunday night and I got this message through from Charlotte and she, It was the most mind blowing thing that the power of social media, everything. I realized at that point that social media had, was so powerful and I was so incredibly grateful that she had seen my work and that she liked it enough um, to invite me to go and meet her, Carl and the horses. Um, And from there I did release a limited collection of prints through Charlotte. I did some charity work with her and I did sell all those prints because she endorsed them and she backed them and I'll forever be incredibly grateful for her for helping me get out of a very, very dark time in my life. Um, And then for like sending those prints it did give me a little bit of money to kind of reinvest and boost my confidence a little bit. Um, And those were, before that really, really dark days, and it's crazy that it was only about seven years ago. Um, and I think most people who have followed my journey will think that that was quite a turning point working with someone like that. Um, unfortunately, as much as it really, really was, um, it didn't really have a long lasting impact. Um, and there were certain different things that happened that um, it didn't really, have the desired result or you know I was I was still very very lost at that point I was still struggling with like pricing my commission work um I obviously still had all that stock still sat there um and it was yeah I would like to say that changed everything but and in some aspects it did because I'll be very very grateful and I cannot ever deny how incredible it was to have the experience of working with Team GB, the dressage team at that time. Um, And it did really rocket my confidence. But again, behind the scenes, I was in a crippling amount of anxiety and still had all the uni debt. I still really didn't have a business at all. I didn't even know whether it was possible. I had, you know, a lot going on. Anyway, that's when I'm going to leave that side of the story. And that's where I'm going to leave the first chapter almost um and just talk a little bit about what I learned during that time the hope that it would give someone else some hope or encouragement if you are in a little bit of a darker place um so I have learned over the years that drawing is something I physically need to do if I don't draw for about three or four days I feel it um I get really anxious I feel really on edge and it's crazy because. I think a lot of the times we can see other people's lives on social media and think that they have it all sorted and they you know they don't necessarily struggle with mental health or they don't have anxiety and how can someone who has got their lives together you know on Instagram have crippling anxiety but I think that's what I kind of again why I want to share more of my journey and share more of my story with you all. Um, and drawing give me such a stillness and a calmness that I I can't get from anything or anyone else and I think without finding art I honestly don't know where I would be today and that's a very dark kind of thing to say but it has honestly saved my life and changed my life for the better I physically need to draw to keep me sane I think Um, and I know that I still have battles in my own head and I still have demons very much that like haunt me a lot of the time to do with myself and my past and I'll be the first one to say that I've been in and out of therapy since the age of nine and I've been consistently in therapy now for the past 18 months and it has helped me navigate myself and my mind and my head a lot better but I still have very much demons that I battle all the time Um, and again will forever be grateful for the work that I do I'm able to do Um, and I still have very much my inner bully and my self-critic of feelings that I'm not good enough and that who am I to want to do my work and who's going to listen to this and who's going to understand my story and who you know I the feelings that people are going to judge my story or I'm putting myself out there and who's everyone's going to think I'm dramatic or I'm being this or I'm being that and this is the reason why it's taken me years to be able to sit here and and share more of myself um but maybe you're like me and you need to draw or be creative for your own mental space and I think what I kind of want to say is that everyone's journeys and everyone's stories are so different and there's no blueprint to being a creative and to how to make it as an artist but I think what I do want to say is that no one has overnight success and it's hard when you see people online who are sharing their transformations whether it's in the creative world or maybe in other aspects of life or whether it's financially or in fitness or whatever or you see people and they show their drawing sort of differences in, in a matter of months and you think how on earth have they done that or someone who started a creative business and has already had a sellout print run and it's easy to feel really really despondent when you see things online and that's why it's so important just to follow your own path and actually stay true to yourself um and you kind of have to allow yourself to fail and not be afraid to fail i have failed more times than i care to tell you and i can't begin to tell you the amount of 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 this wild like roller coaster of a journey that I've been on for the past few years it's been crazy um it's been really really crazy and I think now I've learned to welcome failure as a chance to learn and to grow and to also know that <laughs> Let me let me start again um and also know that it's okay not to have it all figured out and that no one has all the answers and anything anything is possible with grit and determination like anything humans. as humans we are so capable of so much um and you've just got to find your purpose and find your passion and find the thing that really makes you feel alive and makes you feel calm um and follow those dreams and again there are so many topics and so many subjects i want to talk about from here about other people's impact on you and how you can't let anyone else dictate your journey this is your personal journey and you've got to do the things that make you happy at the end of the day we're here for one time and one life and you've just got to make it work and every day is an opportunity to learn and every day is an opportunity to grow and you've just got to put yourself out there and not be afraid and i know I know that's easier said than done and I know how difficult it can be when you're facing that black dog and the inner demons. But Christ, if you can just realise how powerful you are and realise how in, like, what an impact you have on other people, I think that is the true beauty. And if you can find purpose and passion in what in something you love, then that will give you the grit and determination to keep going, even on days when you don't feel like it. You've got to remember that success as well is never, ever linear. It's never one straight road. It's never something that everyone sort of like has the same journey, everyone's success and everyone's idea of success is so, so different. Um, and our failures shouldn't define who we are. And I know it can be so hard, as I said, to look online and see other people's success and think what they have or you know what they've done maybe how do they do that, how can I do that, I want to be more like that person, and that's great to have inspiration, it's great to have passion, but you need to realise actually who you are and how capable you are as your own individual person, because we're all so unique, and that's what makes us so beautiful as humans, is how unique we are and how much we can just impact each other's lives and impact our own lives by just staying true to who we are and what we're passionate about. Um, But I guess if you can find something that makes you feel whole and still and all the craziness we're currently in and and the world of social media and all this sort of like external noise, um, just focus on that and try and build healthy habits around that. And that doesn't just mean drawing or being a creative that can be with anything, whether you are passionate about, you know, fitness or nutrition or, you know, whatever, whatever career path you want to go down, if you can build healthy habits around that. Um, and stay true to actually your purpose, and not let your inner bully or other people have a negative impact on you. And listen to the external noise. It's just about finding ways of of staying true to yourself. Um, because as I said, it's so easy to see other people's journeys online and compare, but that's that's not reality. You don't actually know the stories they've been through, and you don't know what they are going currently going through. Um, and the only thing you do know is actually what's in your own head. Um, and who you are so you got to stay true to that for me uh, it's more about the emotion art brings to me I don't have a grand plan or where I want to be or I don't have any massive goals for me I am very very just grateful that I can sit in my home in my safe space and do something that brings me calmness and brings me stillness and I have a very controlled and very calm life Um, and I use the word controlled because there are certain things that give me a lot of anxiety and I try to limit that which arguably has somewhat made me a little bit of a recluse Um, I find it really difficult to do certain things and again that's another thing I will talk about in another episode but my goal I think is to just be happy and to do what I love and what brings me calmness so I guess my biggest starting point for anyone who is listening, who just knows they want to do something, but doesn't know how to start, is just take the pressure off, please. Just take the pressure off. It was when I took the pressure off myself back then, all the way years and years and years ago, when I was in the the very, very dark place, it was when I took the pressure off and I sort of caved and, and went and worked full time at the pub that I invested and I did have a bit of a pivotal moment where my work got spotted online but it, that's only when I took the pressure off there is no such thing as an overnight success as I said and if you have something you're passionate about then that is the biggest starting place find something you're truly that tr- you truly love and think back to when you're a child maybe like what did you used to enjoy when you're a child is there something that you can incorporate more of that into your daily life to be fun and be silly and to just have passion and just I think it's so easy to get bogged down with society and different like just external noise so if you can find something that you used to love as a child and, and let, as my therapist is, te- is teaching me about my inner child and connecting back to her and what she used to enjoy and knowing that you know am I making her proud and am I doing things that would make her happy um and you know whether that's going out in nature or going for a walk or anywhere I'm rambling but um I think yeah that that is the biggest that is the biggest starting place and like with all these things like everything's got to be about balance and you've got to kind of I know I can obviously sit here in a very somewhat privileged position where I am now I have built a business to a place where I can financially support myself and my life doing what I love Um, and obviously arguably back then um, I was working still and I was still living with my parents so I don't really have the responsibility of a mortgage or bills but I think if you are passionate about starting a creative journey and starting something Then you kind of just try and put in healthy habits and habits in place to begin to start that journey. Whether it's being a little bit creative for an hour in the evening when you could be watching or you usually watch TV, um, putting yourself online, speaking to people about something you're passionate about, or you know, um, whatever it is, how can you get there? Like, what would you like your ideal life to look like? Um, And just just try i think there's no failure in trying try and do something that you're passionate about and something that's going to bring you happiness because as i said we're here for one life and we've only got one shot and i think that's really really that's something i've definitely learned is you kind of just gotta embrace the process and trust the process and it's not always about the end goal it's about having fun along the way and actually enjoying the creative process I think the other thing that I would say is you've got to feel comfortable with being uncomfortable because it's the times that you don't feel comfortable, that's when you learn the most about yourself. It was the times when I have been up against a wall and I felt, had been in the darkest, the darkest of places that I've really realised, okay, it's now or never, like I really, really need, that. I know I can't go back to work and I know that I don't want to go and work for anyone else. Um, I know that I don't actually think I'm employable, I'm very very stubborn, I've got a lot of character traits from you know various different things that have happened in my past and I I just don't think I'd be good for working for anyone else and how on earth am I going to make this work for me and again so many subjects here, and so many topics that I will continue to talk about and discuss um, after I've sort of told more of my story and there are so many hit bits and so many bits of advice and so many deep dives that I want to do into the psychology and actually the way we are and the way our brains work and I'm not academic and I'm not a scientific at all but I just know I want to talk about you know perfection paralysis and imposter syndrome and actually doing things and putting yourself out there and, and failure and success and who to like how to find passion and purpose and there's so many things I want to talk about um because as humans we are honestly capable of so much and if you just maybe try a little bit you'll realize how capable you are and capable of trying something different or putting yourself out there and we're really cool we are as humans really really cool and we are capable of so much you've just got to kind of find your passion and find your purpose but again things that we can talk about another day because my biggest my biggest 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 bit of advice is please just whatever happens don't give up if I'd have given up, if I, I, that's such bad English, if I'd have given up um, when I felt like I wanted to give up, then I don't honestly know what my life would look like. And I'd just be forever grateful for my inner stubbornness that continued to drive me. And people telling me that I can't do something has always been the biggest driver for me people telling me you know you can't be a full-time artist go and get a proper job there's no such thing as as you know being successful or, or you know being a successful artist or like no so yeah um or anyone who's who's ever given me any sort of uh, doubt thank you because <laughs> you've made this journey a lot easier for me um and as much as at the time it might have seemed really really difficult and i might have had a bit of a tantrum had a bit of a cry about it um, I'll be forever grateful for everyone who's doubted me because um, it's in those moments of doubt and it's when people don't think you can do something that for me it's made me a lot more resilient and it's made me a lot more determined to prove myself um, and actually stand on my own two feet and say no do you know why I am capable and I can do this so I hope that's been a little bit inspirational maybe a little bit motivational a little bit of clarity as to my background maybe or maybe hopefully you've seen maybe a little bit of your own journey in this Um, again very very grateful that you're allowing me the space to express my story and tell my story and tell the journey I've been on Um, I am open to all kinds of feedback Um, I'm open to to various different topics if anyone has something they want to talk to me about or in the comments if you if there's subjects that you want me to discuss further Um, as I said I don't have a a plan for this Um, I don't have a plan for anything is what I've said I think I touched upon um, a bit earlier Um, I just know that this is something I'm really really passionate about is helping others with a creative journey and if I can help you by sharing my story then that is amazing but yeah i feel like i've rambled now for well it's been about 45 minutes so i think that's enough for the first episode thank you so so much for joining me here today thank you so much for listening wherever you are in the world and thank you for being let me be part of your own creative journey um i am sending you all so much love and so much just warmth and light and everything like all the all the positivity um i really hope you have a good day whatever you're up to wherever you are and i will see you very very soon take care and as always lots of love bye